for joining us. This is Paul Wilson, and I have our special co-host with us today. Nick Prignitz. Nick, uh, how the hell are you, man? Good. I feel like I'm here every week, man. It's, it's, I... uh, <laughs> it's a corona miracle. <laughs> it, it is funny now that we don't see each other at all um we talk much more than we used to uh which is nice man so it's, it's nice to have you on the show i think our listeners will get a kick out of it especially today i know you're gonna have some really big news uh on a new product dropping and a contest for just for our listeners uh and of course also i know our listeners are dying to hear from uh, from our actual special guest today, which is Eric and AJ from Innovative Diesel. Uh, but first, I wanted to hit with some big news, 15% off all stealth turbos at DuramaxTuner.com, calibrated power. Uh, Nick, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about how big of a deal this is for us? This is a rare opportunity, man. This is, uh, you know, we got the stimulus coming from the, from the GOVT and now, uh, you know, we, we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep things moving, keep our staff busy. And we want to make sure we, we meet our goals for April. So we're doing everything we can to help our help our customers and, uh, you know, get people there. So 15% off. If you've been considering a Stealth Turbo, now is probably the time to jump. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I work in marketing over at Duramax. That's what I do. So I watch our sales and things pretty closely. We've never done a promotion above $100 off ever. Uh, do the math, guys. If you're a listener, our, our lowest price, our entry-level turbos, like $15.50. Uh, so 15% off of that is significantly more money. And as we go up into the more expensive products, you're simply saving yourself more and more money if that's a turbo you are already going to do this year or next year anyways. Uh, and one of the big things I think that really rung true for me when we were talking about putting this together, Nick, was all the guys out there that need to finish their truck and they need their truck now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of idle hands out there uh, looking to looking to wrap things up. You know, uh, truck builds kind of like, oh, I got a lot of time on my hands now. Let's get this done. So, uh, you know, now's a now's a great time for it. At least that's what you told me, Paul. I was <laughs> dragged into this one, kicking and screaming, honestly. Um, well, hey, that that's going to happen from time to time. Kind of the way that LB7 guys get dragged into doing an injector job, kicking and screaming sometimes. <laughs> I know we've seen that in the shop where somebody comes in, they're like, man, it's just smoking a little bit just when it's cold out. And then we start digging into it and we're like, oh, these LB7 injectors are toasted. Like they're done. Uh, and inevitably, every time we have to talk about replacing them, we discuss the difference between SAC 45s or even SAC stocks, an option out there now, uh, compared to the VCO LB7 injectors. Now, guys, we did a huge full-on breakout episode just around this topic. So I don't know that Nick and I are going to be able to answer all of your detailed questions about that today. Um, but Nick, just real quick, uh, DLC, so diamond-like coating, why does that make such a big difference for VCO injectors? Biggest issue with VCO injectors is ball seat erosion. Um, you know, and, and through the years, things have gotten better that – where that erosion takes place has been hardened and has been, you know, made, made better. Um, you know, as, as these injectors got a bad name, as the VCO injector got a bad name, the SAC nozzle kind of took, took precedence and took over in the industry. And the SAC nozzle has been used in the LLY and the LBZ. And we know those injectors are good for between 120 and 160,000 miles, depending on how hard they're used. 
and the, the LV7, the VCL injector, you know, couldn't make it there, and hence the 200,000 mile seven year warranty from GM and all the all the nonsense about LV7 injectors, right? <laughs> but uh, but recently, uh, Bosch has come up with a coating that is diamond-like coating. Man, I wish that was like my college handle or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this coating prevents that ball seat erosion and, and extends the lifetime of the VCO injector out to uh, greater than or equal to the sack nozzle. Absolutely. Uh, that's a big deal, man. It's all about reliability. You, you know, uh, especially with LV7's got 16 hour job roughly uh, to do a set of injectors you don't want to have to do it twice. That, that sure is hell for sure. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Make that investment, get the right injectors uh, at Duramax tuner calibrated power. We do carry Exergy's entire line of injectors. Most commonly we see stock guys go with a set of sportsman injectors, which is perfect for their trucks. Uh, so if you guys need those hit us up, you know, the numbers 815-568-7920. Uh, another group of guys I wanted to talk about, all of our listeners, send out there, please mob their Facebook page, post pictures of all of your trucks that have WC Fab products in them. Uh, they're trying to put some stuff together over there. Uh, help them out. We, re we really, we rely on our listeners to help us make the show. Uh, you guys are a part of our listener ride review. You guys download the show. This is what it's all about. One of our sponsors really could use a hand, jump on their Facebook page, send them a private message, shoot them a picture of your truck and just say, hey, heard about you guys from the podcast. Uh, we, we really would appreciate that. I think that'd be a big shout out from our fans. But Nick, uh, that's enough of paying the bills, man. Let's, let's talk about what you're here to talk about today. And that's a brand new turbo coupled with an awesome contest, something that we've never done before on the show. Uh, kick it off, man. Tell us about the... 2003 to 2007 six liter power stroke stealth 67 g2 never thought i'd hear that come out of your mouth. <laughs> i'm so excited just to hear you announce that turbocharger makes me happy it hurts a little <laughs> anybody who's been following our brand knows that we're strong in the stealth lineup knows that we're really into turbocharging um, specifically on the gt3788 platform which is the uh, LB, L, sorry, the LOY, the LBZ, the LMM, and the LML chargers. That Garrett variable vein lineup, you know, that is that is something that we're strong on here at, uh, at Duramax Tuner. So naturally, the six liter power stroke, you know, that, that turbo kind of falls into that wheelhouse. And as we started looking through that charger, you know, we caught up on some of our other R&D projects. And I've always had this one uh, kind of on the shelf. We start looking through this thing, and it's just amazing how many parts are similar to the LLY and the LBZ charger. And we've had such great luck in in designing and engineering veins and unison rings and turbines, and you know, a great match of parts on the on the Stealth 67 G2. And I've noticed that nobody else out there really had put the time in the customization of the, of the turbine side of the six liter Power Stroke. So I wanted to do that. I thought it was a, it was a good good fit. Um, for the, for the work we'd already invested. And I wanted to see how, how it reacted on a six liter truck. So we put one of those together and we tested it locally. And the results are great. The truck, the response is great. It's, it's everything, you know, all the response that we had on the LOI, you know, that level of drivability carried right over to the six liter. And of course we know that compressor wheel is good for 750 rear wheel horsepower or more. So, you know, talk about a turbocharger that goes from stock injectors 
up through the gamut, 500, 550 horse, and even those competition builds, I think this, uh, this six-liter power stroke turbo is going to be a win for those guys. Yeah, I mean, this is a platform, uh, no surprise here. I've poked at quite a bit about six liters in the past. Um, so when you guys first started talking, you and the R&D team first started talking about a six-liter turbo, I do remember rolling my eyes pretty far back uh, about, yeah, 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 sure, guys, like whatever. And then – and then I actually got to drive one. I actually got to get out and, and put, put some miles down uh, and see what these things are capable of. It's fun. I, I mean, I get it. I've, I've said it before. I mean, six liters, I get why they're fun to drive. I get why guys are really into them. Um, that kind of ramps me up into today. So a so couple of the things here. There's a difference from the factory 2003 and 2004 model turbo compared to the 2004 and a half to 2005 compared to the 2005 and a half to 2007 we only have one turbo which which model does it fit it's all of them <laughs> uh no seriously though the if you're looking for a, a replacement this will fit all of them if you're running a 2003 uh, you know one of those early turbochargers and we have a pedestal for you that we can give you that'll, that'll allow the installation of this turbo Awesome. A lot of guys are big fans of the O3 turbo because it has the bigger veins in it. And, you know, they think, oh, it's got the big veins and the big turbine. I want to use an O3 turbo. We use the late model housings, but we mill the, uh, the uh, diffuser face where the veins sit and we use 15 millimeter veins. So we use big veins in our turbochargers. Even bigger than stock then, right? The, the height is the same as the 2003 trucks, so it's the 15 millimeter like the O3s, but the, uh, the design and the contour is a more competitive, you know, more of a performance design in stock. Awesome. Okay, so, so let's say I, I, I love it because I, I think a lot of our listeners already know about our Stealth Turbos and, and our main focus is making them stock appearing, drop in, bolt on, and just go with it, you, you know, like just let your truck fly, man. Uh, and, and that's really what this turbo works very, very well for. Walk me through who would be a great fit. What kind of trucks would we see this turbo going on? Who would be like the perfect guy to match up to this turbo? Like I said before, it's got a really wide net. So, I mean, anybody who's in the performance game, I think is a good fit. I would prefer to see this giveaway turbocharger go to somebody who's already got some work done to the truck. Of course, we'd like to see you have some tuning. We'd like to see uh, you have some head stud, you know, work done to it. We want the truck to be in good mechanical shape and well-maintained and, uh, you know, enthusiast owned, right? We don't want to see it go to a work truck or something like that, where it's going to be at stock power. So we want to, we want to see it get worked. Um, anybody who's looking to make between 450 and 750 horsepower to the tire, um, and even a little less or a little more than that would be a great fit for this turbo. Um, if you're using it for towing, it's fine with me. Uh, work the thing. You know what I mean? It's your everyday diesel owner. That's who this is built for. I love it, man. So that's it. We we are going to give a turbo away. Um, these turbos retail over $1,900. We've decided that just for our podcast, so we're not going to run this on all of the other platforms. We're really going to push this just for our podcast fans. We're going to give one of these turbos away to you guys. Um, there's a few things that we need to need to put out there to qualify first. First and foremost, we are looking for the biggest six-liter power stroke fan we can find. 
Uh, so if you listen to this show and you, you say, hey, I am the number one six-liter Power Stroke fan, you got a good shot at winning this turbo. Um, you must own a working 2003 to 2007 six-liter Power Stroke F250 or F350. Um, there is no exception to that because that's what this turbo fits. So just plain and simple. Uh, man, we are looking for, for a truck that's got your basic supporting mods done. Come on, guys. We, we all talk about head studs. We talk about intakes, tuners. You know what the basics are. Your truck's got to have some sort of modifications for us to really consider you like, hey, this is the perfect guy. This guy's clearly such a six-liter fan. He's already done the basics to get his truck ready for this. Um, we are, like Nick said, we are looking for somebody who uses the truck regularly. Come on, guys. No, no trailer queens, no garage caps. I only drive it once a year. Uh, we're looking for somebody who puts at least 10,000 miles a year on the truck. Um, you, you have to be a podcast listener because that's the only place we're announcing this. So, so you have to have listened to at least 10 episodes of Diesel Performance Podcast. You can even skip. You could find 10 episodes that I'm not on uh, if that's really what you're going for. <laughs> and then of course uh you have to agree to install the turbo once you get it uh, on your personal truck and and you got to be be willing to be a guest on a future episode to discuss the turbo so that's that's the prereqs if you got those five things checked off boom let's get a form filled out jump on over to fans of diesel performance podcast facebook group uh jump in there and and fill out the form it's really simple we have a great breakdown. You can read all of the details about the turbo, learn more about it. Uh, and then there's a really short form. We're going to tell us about the truck. Um, we're going to pick a winner at the end of the month. So come the 30th of April, uh, Nick, Chris Emke, and myself will sit down. We'll go through all of the contest entries. Um, and then we're going to decide, okay, did you meet the prerequisites? Uh, will this turbo be a good fit for your current or potentially short near future build? Um, and then really what we're looking for, how we're going to pick a winner is who can best clearly, who can best clearly describe why they are the number one six liter power stroke fan. And that's what we're looking for. That's all you have to do. Tell us why you're the biggest fan. You could win a brand new turbo. Easy enough. <laughs> um, guys, you can tell this is something I'm excited for, right? I've, I've definitely... Uh, we've talked about a lot about turbos on this show before, and we're, we're going to continue to talk a lot about turbos in the future. Uh, this is one that I've, I've personally get to have gotten to see them develop several iterations of uh, as we've developed this turbo over time. Uh, and it's really cool to see how this thing works and, and how this thing is just a home run. And, and that kind of leads me up to why we have on today's special guest. Uh, so Calibrated Power, every show um, sponsors our special guest. And this week, I thought since we were giving away a six-liter turbo, we should probably have some six-liter experts on the show. So Nick, you had actually referred me when I said, well, who's the six-liter expert in the country? You said, talk to Eric at Innovative. So that's what we did. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of time, um, you know, talking with those guys over there. Uh, working through one of our sales guys, Jim, um, you know, we went through some tune iterations. As most listeners know, we don't tune six liter Ford power strokes um, on the, on the test turb on the truck that we tested the turbo on. Um, I did, <laughs> I did tune that truck um, and I did work with Eric on that and it was a fun process. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's always neat to work on a new platform and see how the controls work and, you know, get to drive a new platform and get to see one of your products uh, show. 
and it, it was a it was a cool thing and i that's why i thought eric would be a really good guest for you yeah man uh and yeah without any further ado let's kick it over to my favorite part of the show and that's calibrated power presents our special guest i got eric and aj uh from innovative diesel We got Eric Eldrith, founder of Innovative Diesel, along with AJ Jennings, his six-liter expert on staff. Uh, Eric, AJ, how the hell are you? Doing great. Doing good over here. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Uh, please, hey, hey, glad to have you guys on because we're going to talk about something today that I've maybe made a few jokes about, uh, and I think everybody knows that I'm also wildly uneducated on this topic. We're talking about the six-liter power stroke. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love our six leaders. <laughs> now, before we dive too far in, uh, AJ, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got your start in diesel performance? So I got my start in diesel performance basically just by, uh, by actually buying a 2004 excursion. Um, just started messing with tuning when I actually worked at a Mustang shop. Um, and then, uh, Lo and behold, Innovative Diesel was about an hour, hour and a half from my house. So I drove down one day, met Eric, and then, uh, uh, you know, a couple months later, I, I was working for him instead of the Mustang place. So, uh, and I've been here, you know, six years. That's awesome. So, so we we have this common thread on our show whenever we talk to guys who work in diesel performance, and it so often starts with, "Well, I was a customer, and then I started hanging out at the shop, and then they finally started paying me to be there." Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got pretty close. I mean, I came down one time and then, you know, it was, you know, there's more conversation after that. It really didn't come down too much. And then, uh, you know, basically, you know, it was like, hey, hey, you, are you looking for anyone, any help down there? And, it, and you know, the answer was yes. So, you know, six years later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, now, now you're the founder of Innovative Diesel. This is a huge name in the six liter world. Um, even somebody is as dumb about about power strokes as me has heard of you guys and has heard your name. Uh, I, I know Jim Rendon over at our shop has had a chance to work with you and has had great things to say about about his experience uh, with your team. Uh, but just for anybody who's maybe been more of the Duramax and Cummins world, uh, tell us a little bit about your background in diesel performance. Well, it started probably in the um, late uh, 90s, early 2000s with the seven threes. Um, we got into those a little bit. And at that point I didn't know much about a diesel other than uh, back then, you know, they sounded different than a gas vehicle and used different fuel, but you know, we, we were kind of, we were kind of, you know, touching into the diesels with tuning. Uh, I was doing more gas calibrations back then um, doing a lot of like lightnings when they had come out fresh in, in the 99 and the 2003 yeah. Cobra. Yeah. So so um, I was tuning with, with SET software, and they decided to get into diesels. Well, the first application they offered, of course, was the seven three, but the you know the, it was a, already a tuned, you know, somewhat out of the box tuned vehicle. There wasn't any real custom tuning for it, so that that changed a little bit, uh, changed the industry a little bit. But the six liters, you know, they they were actually uh, a new uh, control system. They had CAN bus, which was new for Ford. No one knew it. It was kind of mysterious and kind of black magic how this all works. So, you know, I started digging into it. Um, the owner at the time of SET said, Eric, diesels are the thing. Here's here's the software. Have fun. So I went and bought a 2003 six liter, started <laughs> playing with the software. 
and uh, I hit the drag strip. So, um, <laughs> and, 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 I'll, and I'll keep this short because, you know, I could talk about it forever. But I went through the drag strip and I was racing against four guys and they had seven threes. A buddy of mine, Greg Dupron, uh, Doc Boy, he was real popular on the forums. He's pretty semi-retired from the industry now, but he had a 7.3 down there running, uh, you know, full bigger turbo injectors, nitrous. And here comes Eric up to the line with the, the six liter that nobody really knows about. And uh, Greg bust out like a 1280 and I ran through it like 1350 and a quarter mile. And he was like, oh my gosh, what do you have done to this truck? So I popped the hood and it was just a tune. We didn't have intakes, exhaust or anything back then. It was just a tune. So Greg posted online and everybody called us a liar. They swore I sprayed nitrous. <laughs> so that's, that's, after that, I was hooked. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's just Oh yeah. It's it's so true to being in diesel performance. Like one going out with that first time that you're in a tune only truck and you're like, "Oh shit, this is cool." Like this is <laughs> this is nothing like anything else. Um and then that first time that you get to post like really awesome numbers and of course it's the diesel industry, so of course somebody's got to poke at you and troll you and call you a liar. That just that sounds that sounds like it hits the nail on the head. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, guys, uh, I, I don't know a lot about the six liter. I, I know some really vague stuff, and I figured I'd have you guys on the show so we could dive into it a little bit better. Uh, there's been some revisions throughout the years. There's some different types of six liters. I kind of get that. I, I know about this from clearly from other trucks. Uh, but walk me through it. These things came out in 2003. Who wants to just kind of give me a rundown of what was different in the six liter compared to the seven three before it? Uh, I can start off, and if you want, and AJ can fill in. Um, when the six liter came, when the six sure. liter came out, it, it was different. It was a smaller displacement, which scared people. Um, you know, it had uh, much more available from the factory, more available fuel. Uh, the 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 HUI system, um, it, you know, was regarded especially in the uh, like the industrial side as being a good good engine a good base um it had good characteristics low maintenance of course moving that into the the trucks and some of the abuse that a truck takes rpm um towing things like that versus low you know low rpm um lower load type work um you know it it, it had its work cut out for it um which is why it got better through the years i mean those small changes that were made um but when it hit the lots, people didn't like it. I mean, an 03 was a cross year. You could buy a 7.3, you could buy a 6 liter, and everybody was trying to, you know, scarf up all the 7.3s because they pretty much were scared because they didn't know of the 6 liter. And um, it, it proved to be difficult at first because, you know, no one, like I said, it had this CAN system that passed messages around uh, much different than simply using voltages and resistance and, free, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So it was, it was you know, it was complicated. So everybody was, you know, putting their strap-on boxes. We always called them strap-on, plug, you know, basically plug-and-pray <laughs> modules, you know, and, and they were tearing the trucks up, you know. That's and I think that's what gave it the bad name. If it wasn't for that, it probably would have been a little better off. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, AJ? We 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 take those plug those those plug-and-pray boxes off and put tunes on them, and it seems like it it fixes a lot of those quirky issues. Yeah, you gotta keep them plug-and-play. Or praise back on the, the seven three guys. So, yeah, you know, they work okay back then, but nothing on the six leader. Come on, I still know to this day guys who just traded in their seven three on a brand new six seven, and they want to know if they can chip it. 
<laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess we could chip it, I guess, if that's what we're going to call it. Yeah, I would say half of our phone calls are still asking for a chip. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So so they, they come out in 03. I've heard this phrase before as though what Ford tried to do was basically take the 7.3 displacement, shrink it down, add emissions to it, and increase horsepower output. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I would say so. That's pretty much what the idea with international was. I mean, they, you know, they had international do the project. They'd had the the power stroke, you know, of course was seven, three was international. Um, they made the six liter and it's kind of like what they're doing now. I mean, you're, you know, big cubic engine engines are pretty much gone. You know, they're, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller, tighter packages, turbos, you know, more boost, that type of thing. And that's what was happening in that industry also in the, in the diesels. Now, AJ, walk me through on that first generation, those O3s. What are some of the common failure points that guys deal with? I mean, some of the common failure points, you know, would be high pressure oil pump. They, just, they were a different style. They were cast style. Or, I'm sorry, they were like an aluminum uh, round style that went into the valley. They they typically, you know, had a, a less of an advantage of, you know, mate or reliability. So the, the high pressure oil system, you know, really takes its toll, especially on a Huey you know, system. Uh, that all it does is require oil pressure all the time, basically. Um, you know, the, and then they also had some, some minor changes, you know, from 03 to 04 with, you know, moving some sensors around. Um, you know, they moved the ICP sensor from underneath the turbo uh, to the valve cover. Um, you know, I don't know if they did that for heat or, uh, you know, just to get a better better pressure reading um and they also got rid of the uh there was a crossover tube on the back of the intake manifold uh which made it you know pretty difficult to work on a lot of things uh, because of that tube being there you always had to you know pull the pull the turbo off just to you know get the intake manifold off so so from going from 03 to 04 uh, was kind of a split year they also had uh, a lot of changes on the the oil rail side um, where the O3 was like a uh, a log style um, that went on top of the injectors and then the O4 was a, a wavy rail um, and then and then they replaced the, the, the high pressure oil pump as well with a, a much better um, reliability uh, cast pump so uh, you know over the years you know obviously just like on any application, they'll they'll upgrade and, and change parts, you know, for for better reliability and um, you know from from what they thought that was you know at least going to be reliability for a six liter. So uh, <laughs> the, the one, they, couldn't, they couldn't fix the uh, head head gasket failures. So yeah, and I I want to dive into yeah, the head gaskets <laughs> real quick. There, I want to dive into the head gaskets at some point, uh, but but I want to circle back here to the the O three O four changes. So, and we see this a lot. We see this pretty much with all manufacturers. You come out in O three with something that's brand new, and then in O four you you have a mild amount of revision. So it sounds like all pretty similar architecture, maybe just some specific part upgrades that are like pretty minor uh, changes from O three to O four. Is is that right? Are they rated at the same horsepower at least? Yeah, that's correct. Yep, they're uh, they're the same gotcha. power and finer differences. I think they were all... Okay, and then Eric, I'm sorry, you were jumping in there to say something. I was going to speak about the the head gasket issue. Um, 
course, that wasn't going to be forgotten, I'm sure. <laughs> the, I think our most popular for that issue. Um, but yeah, I was just going to speak about that, which yeah. which is a pretty simple explanation, much more difficult uh, mechanically fix for it. But, you know, the, the, the simple explanation is, you know, the, the, the first version of that engine was used in uh, things like um, construction equipment, box trucks, things like that, which were lower power school buses. Um, they were much lower power than the, than the trucks. They, they actually ran off of the same type of computer, the fuel injection control module, actually on those, on a school bus and some of the standalone systems, generators, that, that FICOM controlled the whole engine, everything. There was no, no PCM. That was the, you know, basically the PCM. Um, so what they did is they modified, you know, the, the engine slightly and put it in a truck, which, you know, like I said before, takes a lot more abuse. So, you know, it needed either more bolts in the head, you know, like um, other, you know, other diesel engines have much more, much more bolts in the head or it needed stronger bolts. And I, studs in this case was what we use. But I think if that would have happened from the beginning, that pro the, the six liter probably would have been one of the most successful engines, kind of like we consider the six, seven for the Fords now. If they would have done that with a six liter, it would have been a very, very successful engine. Uh. I, I hear you. Yep. I, I hear you. What about what about Huey injection compared to common rail? Can we can we just is this a good time to address that? If, as long as we're talking head gaskets. Yeah. Let's jump over. Yeah. Let's talk fuel system. I don't know a lot about Huey injection. It's oil pressure driven fuel system. But there's a clear reason everybody else had, had gone to common rail at this point. Right. Why do you think Ford held back? Why do right. you think they stuck with Huey? I think a lot of it was like, you know, with they with international, of course, they they worked with Caterpillar on the on the the Huey system. And it's what they used. It was a licensed thing through them. Um, Bosch, of course, licensed the high pressure um, that is the most popular that you see sure. now, which is one of the reasons they went to, to Siemens on the 6.4. That was a Siemens high pressure system. But the, it's very reliable system. I mean, like the the. Um, Huey system, basically, the, the way it works is it uses, like you said, high-pressure oil to fire the injectors. Um, and the, the, the actual fuel pressure ends up being, you know, somewhere between 18 and 20,000 PSI, which is the max, which is the, why you had to go to a high-pressure system later is because that you need those higher 25, 30,000, 35,000 PSI of pressure to atomize the fuel for emissions. So, you know, if you're not really considering that, which wasn't a requirement back then, it was probably comparable in efficiency um, to, the, to the other, you know, diesel trucks at its time. And it also was, uh, it, was it was really reliable. I mean, the oil system uh, and, um, you know, you don't even now you don't hear many issues other than the stiction issues in the injectors. Um, and that's a lot, of, uh, a lot related to the oil that we use. I mean, there was changes in the oils. Through uh, for for also emissions reasons, you know some vehicles burn oil and some of the additives, you know, were harmful. So you know if you take some of those things, you know, out of the equation back in the early two thousands, it, it was considered a really reliable system. Okay, okay, fair enough. Good point, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. AJ. If we're looking at upgrading that fuel system. Again, I know the common rail world. I throw a set of injectors. I throw a, a high pressure pump in there. I'm pretty much done. That is that is upgrading my fuel system. Uh, maybe I need a low pressure pump depending on the truck I'm working with. What does it look like to upgrade a six liter set of injectors or pump? Or how do I get more fuel out of my six liter? Uh, if I'm in like that 03 to 04 range, what are some good options? Yeah, so essentially, I mean, it's all really going to be relatively the same. You know, you're 
you're, you know, adding a lift pump, um, you know, on the six liters, you need to do a, a regulated return um, because the fuel pressure is regulated before it even gets to the engine. So you, you, you want to do the regulated return just to ensure that all the injectors have full fuel pressure um, to them. Um, obviously, the without it, the back cylinders are going to starve the, the most, um, just, you know, simple physics. Um, and that's really it, you know, as far as fuel system goes. Um, with an upgraded lift pump, regulated return, um, you know, you can run easily up to 205 cc. Um, if you wanted to do anything bigger than that, you'd have to then upgrade the high pressure oils pump um, just to be able to supply that additional oil pressure and hold that for, for the additional power there from the from the injector. What does that stock high pressure oil pump hold up to for horsepower wise? Like if I did, you said 205 cc injectors and a stock high pressure pump, and I just had a balls out turbo system. Uh, what what is a ballpark on a, a horsepower number? Yeah, so so with 205s and, and an upgraded turbo, typically you are, you're going to be right around the 560 to 580 horsepower at the time. Okay. So, Okay. And that's, you know, that's a lot, you know, that's pretty, pretty fair, um, you know, considering, you know, a lot of guys, you know, are still using these trucks for, for work or towing or whatever. So they want to keep it below that, you know, 600 horse mark, you know, for reliability. Um, and, you know, that way they can still be able to do everything that they need to do with a truck um, and then go, you know, on the weekend and have fun and play. That makes sense. Uh, what kind of changes to the fuel system have did, did we see from 03 to 07? What what did they update or what did they change throughout the years with injectors or pumps? In uh, early 03, they had a manufacturer for the injectors, a different manufacturer for the injectors, and the injectors actually had a um, pilot injection mode, which is like a um, a dual-shot injector. That, it, during certain RPMs, it would fire the injector once for power and a small shot to quiet it down. Um, well, there was issues with that, and that was another reason that the six liters uh, had a little bit of a bad name early on, or maybe a lot. But they would, uh, you know, they'd start smoking white, and uh, people, uh, you know, vehicles start smoking white, you're you're not happy when it's brand new, you know, within you know a few thousand miles off the showroom floor. So it obviously wasn't tested very well, and uh, the the injectors and the oil systems just not designed uh, to fire multiple shots. So when they um, Mid-03, they switched over to a different injector, and that, and they also changed the computer programming to fire just the one shot, and they got rid of the pilot injection mode. Um, and that was really the, that's really okay. the only difference uh, from 03 to 07, fuel system and, um, and injectors, you know, the whole system's pretty much the same. Wow. Yeah, the only now, thing else that they, oh, they did upgrade or, you know, change, um, you know, through the years was the, the fuel regulator spring. Um, you know, the, the regulator springs just, they just, I don't know if they increase the pressure or if it's just a upgraded heavy, you know, better spring. Um, but that's the, the, you know, everyone calls it the blue spring, um, just because it's a spring that's painted blue. Um, but it, uh, it just replaces the factory spring. If it, if the, if the truck is low on fuel pressure, um, that, that will bring it back up to where, um, Ford requires the fuel pressure. Gotcha. Okay, so so really light modifications to the fuel system throughout the years. Uh, the turbo, I know that's something that there were a few revisions of, right? Yes. Do you want to speak a little bit about that, AJ? 
Yeah, so the I think there was there's three different versions of the turbo, an 03, an 04, and then an 05 to 07. Um, you know, the the main difference between the actual physical turbos themselves is, is just sizing um, and, and blade count. The 03 uh, turbos, you know, everyone loves that six liter whistle uh, at idle, uh, which the 03s have a 10 blade wheel. And then the later models uh, went to, I believe, an 11 on the 04 and then a 13 blade on the 05 and newer. Um, so they actually did get quieter over time, you know, getting rid of that whistle um, that everyone now, you know, likes to go back to. Is that compressor um, blade count or turbine blade count? That's going to be on the turbine gotcha. wheels. Yep. Well, we're were there any changes to the compressor the cost housing uh, aspect ratio or anything like that? Or was it all just mild turbine wheel adjustments there? It was just the turbine wheel adjustments. I don't know. I mean, I think they all pretty much stayed the the same uh, 58 millimeter, I believe, stock turbo. Um, and they, you know, the design, the Garrett design pretty much stayed the same. They did some slight modifications for um uh, maintenance reasons they had some vein sticking issues so they they adjusted some things inside on the veins and unit some ring and stuff like that but you know in general you could take an 03 turbo um bolt it to an 07 truck uh the the bolt pattern is slightly different instead of using three bolts you'd have to use two in some cases you know they changed the pedestal and stuff but in general it's pretty much the same turbo okay cool um mm -hmm. Another strong performer for these trucks has been the transmission. I guess I've never really heard guys complaining about transmission, at least in stock form. Now, I always assume that's because the trucks just didn't run long enough for anybody to hurt the trans. Uh, but you guys are saying that might not be true. <laughs> I, I've been waiting all no, episode to get one jab in there. Just the whole time no, I've been holding it. Too. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know. I think I know most of them, but but actually it was a pretty good one there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the five R is an excellent transmission. Um, a lot of the newer transmissions from Ford and um, you know some other even other manufacturers uh, work very similar to how the five R uh, operates. You know, electronic solenoids and things like that. Um, the control system, how the transmission is controlled, um, how torque readings are read, and and shaft speeds and things like that. That's they, they were kind of ahead of their time. Uh, and, and in stock form, the, tra the transmission has no trouble folding up, you know, five, six hundred horsepower to the wheels um, with, you know, abuse, constant abuse. I mean, of course, it, it does shorten the life of the transmission. But, you know, in general, you can I mean, we've we've made six hundred horsepower for years on stock transmissions. And the beauty of that transmission is when you upgrade them, there's not a lot to do to the transmission internally. I mean, some people go overboard. Of course, you can make heavy duty parts for, you know, billet this, billet that, whatever you want. But <laughs> if you, um, like my six liter race truck, which, you know, was a, it was a solid, uh, 10 second truck back in, you know, 2005 and 2006 area or whatever. It had a billet, you know, input shaft, a torque converter and clutches. And that was it. And it, you know, it was 12, 1300 horsepower truck and it held it. I, I rebuilt the transmission one time and, and just to upgrade. That's it, impressive. That it. That's impressive uh, so today. They're, they're very strong. <laughs> it is. It is. It's very impressive. It's a good transmission. And yeah. And the, the biggest problem with the transmission is just like a lot of these new transmissions um, and, and the newer high power cars is they're complicated. I mean, you have if something does uh, if there is an issue and something does go wrong. I mean, you have a bunch of solenoids in the, in the transmission. You have a bunch of wiring in there. You have um, 
you know, pressure is, is of course, important with any transmission, but with specifically to these transmissions, if you lose pressure, it could, it could apply clutches that shouldn't be timed at, 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 the, at that time and basically um, break the intermediate shaft right in the transmission yes. and destroy it. So, you know, everything has to be right, you know. So if, if you do have a problem and, you know, you're, you're trying to fix the transmission yourself or you're going to, <laughs> you know, Amco or something like that, they're, they're probably going to struggle with it. Um, you know, it takes a, a, probably someone that has some experience with the transmissions and to understand what went wrong and be able to know what parts to replace um, just to replace because it could be an issue because it's hard to test. Okay, that I got you. I, I, like I said, I've, I've heard good mm-hmm. things about the mm-hmm. transmission. Um, some of the other stuff, I, I think we, we, we've all heard some of the horror stories. You got to bulletproof it. Uh, you got to do injectors too often, wh- whatever the other complaints are, turbos fail, things like that. Um, but if I got guys, mm-hmm. if we got listeners who are out there shopping for trucks and they're looking at, hey, I got to buy this truck and then I know I got to have, I don't know, a budget to kind of get it up to a really nice, healthy, fun place. Would you recommend they they shop around for the 03, 04 models? Is it worth it to spend the extra money on the 05 to 07? So what's your suggestion there? AJ does a lot of um, deals with a lot of that, looking at uh, trucks and um, helping customers out with that type of stuff. So he'd probably have a really good answer for that. What do you think, AJ? Yeah, so I would say the the better bet is always to find an 05 to 07 truck, um, not just because of mechanically, uh, six-liter-wise, but one, to get a better riding truck because uh, they 0304 they were still spring um, or at least spring uh, suspension on the front and 05 they went to coil over so you have a much better uh, you know ride uh, and, and turning radius and everything with a you know coil suspension um, the, and the other difference is, is you know just just what we touched about a little bit earlier is you know just the upgrades that they that they've done throughout the years um, you know everything's already done there to it. You know the, you know the, the, the difference in the high pressure oil pump um, and the STC fitting there for it. You know they went from plastic to metal. Um, you know everything's kind of already done there for them. Um, you know and you know with with the trucks having these, you know, you know having being 13 years ago, uh, you know a lot of these trucks are already studded. So you know it's you can already find a. 0607 that's already you know been bulletproof for you know a you know reasonable amount um that's not too much more than 0304 truck okay good stuff i think that's solid advice um guys mm-hmm. uh, eric let's start with you was there anything that i should have asked you that we haven't got to talk about yet um the only thing i can think of that i'd bring up uh, especially with a used truck is uh, when someone looks for a truck and they buy something you know of course they're going to have high miles um, to, to budget for, you know, replacing the parts with new parts, you know, don't use rebuilt parts, things like that, especially like with injectors. Um, there's a lot of companies that might take used quarters and rebuild them and send them back to you. And that, if you work on your own truck, that's not so bad because, you know, it, it, you know, three hours out of your day to replace an injector is probably not that big of a deal. But if you don't work on your own truck and you take it to a shop and, you know, to pay three hours labor or sometimes more to replace an injector, um, and then the, the, the possibility of kind of playing whack-a-mole to figure out which injector is going next, you know, you're probably just better off buying a set of nice eight brand new injectors. If you're going to modify them, have them modified from new injectors. Um, that's, that's our biggest complaint from customers is injectors. Um, and I think, you know, you kind of mentioned that earlier with some of the problems that people complain about with the six liters. And I think that's 
that's the issue. I mean, it, you know, it's they're one. They're a truck that's kind. You know, it's kind of complicated, like most newer vehicles. You know, it's complicated electronics. They're hard to diagnose for people um, from home. You know, unless you have the right equipment. So if you're going, you know, if you're going to do the work yourself, or you're going to take it somewhere, and you only want to pay the labor twice, you're probably better off just buying new parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. That's good advice. As as a calibrators, we it's nice because we end up spending a lot of time diagnosing problems, which you know we don't you know we don't mind. Sometimes it takes a little little time to help from data logs that we get, you know, and and uh, asking customers questions and things like that. It can take take a little while to help someone diagnose something. And of course, you know, it's it's you would think a lot of times, you know, you have a a stock truck, high miles, it runs decent when it's stock. You put a high power tune in it or whatever, and you know it's it you start to see some issues you didn't have before. So um, that's always a recommendation from us to the customer. And, and if you don't have the money, you know, to do that, or if you do the work yourself, we'll definitely help help you diagnose it and go through the logs and talk it over with you. I mean, that's why we're here. But um, that's that's one piece of advice that we try to give to our customers. I love that. I think that's really solid advice. Um, I, I think everybody should be following that. AJ, if people want to follow along and learn more or contact and reach out and get a hold of Innovative Diesel, how can they do so? Uh, we can, you can always get a hold of us, either Facebook, Instagram, you know, or obviously the, oh, always can call or email. Um, you know, our you know, e- you know, phone or email, I would say, is probably always the, the easiest there to get a hold of us. Um, you know, obviously phone, you know, during the day is number one. So, um, you know, if you call, you, you know, you get, you know, either me and we're, we're, we're Eric. So, um, you know, I know we can go over and you know, if anyone's ever looking for, uh, you know, like to put a package together or like if they want, you know, anything of that nature, you know, we can always do that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say. Perfect. Oh, What's your guys' phone number? Oh, uh, phone number is, uh, 410. 620-3020. And then the email uh, is going to be just sales at innovativediesel.com. And if you go to our website, innovativediesel.com, we have links to our Facebook, Instagram. There's a contact us that will automatically email so you don't have to remember the email. And of course, our phone number is on there, 410-620-3020. Perfect. Uh, Eric, AJ, well, who do you guys want to give a shout out to? Go ahead, AJ. So I would just, uh, really, I would just give a shout out to all our customers, really. You know, I mean, without them, I mean, we, you know, couldn't be doing what we love here, um, you know, shooting trucks or, you know, sitting on a dyno and doing things. So, I mean, without them, it's, we, we want to be here. So thank you for everyone that, that's done something over the years for us. Wonderful. At, Eric? at this time, I just want to thank all our first responders, our doctors, nurses. You know, we've got some issues going on with which we didn't talk about. I think we hear a lot about it already with the, the coronavirus. Um, so, um, you know, we're hoping everybody stays safe and healthy and praying our country gets back to normal and all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, other than that, I just want to thank my wife she and my kids. They, they put up with me working all the time, you know. Used to be you'd go to work all the time, but these days, not only are you at work, but your uh, your smartphone or your tablets in front of your face when uh, you know during the evenings, and, and you know it needs to be. We need to take care of our customers. Um, they definitely take care of us, so uh, it keeps us you know living our life and doing our thing. So I appreciate all the customers too, and and thanks for the opportunity. Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And certainly thank you from all of our listeners for sharing all of your great knowledge about the six liter. Um, I'm not going to go buy one yet. 
Uh, but I do love hearing about them. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. I appreciate well, it. I think Jim's got to <laughs> I don't know. Jim's kind of stingy with letting him, let, you know, letting you use cars. He, he, he yeah. never let me, he no, never no, no. Let me do burnouts in his cars before. I don't know. Maybe you can. <laughs> I, I like what you're saying, AJ. I agree. Jim is going to let me borrow his truck. Good call. I have your permission. <laughs> there you go. Bye-bye <laughs> when you <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great night. This is Paul Wilson, and I'm going to go buy a six-liter Power Stroke. I do love hearing about them. So thank you guys so much.